We've talked a lot about impact play on this show, so this week we'll be getting into the B in BDSM, bondage. So if you like being tied up or want to tie up your favorite sub, this is the episode for you. We'll also get into a specific activity where bondage can sometimes lead, suspension. And we're not talking about getting in trouble at school, though that can be a part of your role play if that's your thing. Welcome to Leather and Love, a podcast devoted to the intersection between kink and other parts of your life. On this show, we demystify the kink world by talking about the ways in which kink and the mainstream can coexist. I'm Miss Aurora. And I'm Miss Teresa. Leather and Love. We always like to start the show with a pervertible, or an everyday household item you can turn into a kink toy, because you'd be surprised how many kinky playthings you already own and didn't even know about. A while back we did a video about pervertibles that can be found in the kitchen, and one of our favorite is our old friend, the saran wrap. Yes, saran wrap, cling wrap, whatever you use to like <clears throat> cover containers full of stuff that you're leaving in your fridge way too long, you can also <laughs> use that in your kink play. You can, and it's fun. One of my favorite things to do is mummification. Ooh. So Tell us more about that, yeah. Yeah, so mummification is taking saran wrap I think you can use other stuff too like a bondage tape mm-hmm. you could probably use that but anyway saran wrap you basically it's it's what it sounds like you wrap somebody in saran wrap so they look like a mummy or like they're in a cocoon I have not done a full body one but I've done like the middle part of the body from like knees to shoulders I've experienced it and I've done it to somebody else and yeah it's really calming to me it's like a full body hug or something yeah that's a type of bondage right mm-hmm. like being tied up yeah um well and before we uh look what are some other ways i mean you can use saran wrap for mummification but also for for regular bondage as well like you can yeah it's, it's, a, it's a nice light way to to start rather than going to to rope or or something else which we can talk about in a minute you can use saran wrap and it's really good at sticking to itself so that you can uh, tie someone's hands together or feet together or mm-hmm. or saran wrap somebody to a chair or to mm-hmm. any other piece of furniture that you don't want them scampering away from. Yeah, and you can use bondage tape in the same way. Bondage tape looks a little like duct tape, but it's um, it can be black or colored and it's like vinyl or something, so it sticks to itself, Yeah, which is a similar uh, similar to saran wrap. Yeah. But yeah, if you uh, if you've got some saran wrap uh, in your cabinets in your kitchen, you can start experimenting with bondage right away. But now, so let's uh, we did want to talk about bondage today and all the the many permutations of, of bondage. Mm-hmm. You started talking about mummification, um, and mummification. Uh, Aurora has experienced it with saran wrap, but you can you know people use like full body latex suits. They mm-hmm. use like. Like, there are lots of ways to encase somebody uh, physically uh, in a material or a substance. Mm-hmm. Um, There's body bags, too. I mean, it's a little different because you don't have the pressure in it, but, like, you have the 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 darkness, if you're looking for that. Yeah. To be, or just the covering. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people, like, vacuum sealed into things, too. So wow. you can, that's, like, advanced and, like, you have to have the equipment for it. But, like, you can uh, have somebody, like, in... 
a specially designed thing where they, they can like suck the air out so you're like compressed in there. And obviously there's air holes for your face. So like you're not gonna die in there. That's not the point of it. Um, but you know, it is so that you can feel completely surrounded, held down and held together. Now I've never been in that, but you've experienced that and you said that you felt very like kind of warm and safe. Yeah, relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been tied up with um, with rope too. I like rope less than I like saran wrap, but the sort of common denominator for me is that I feel a little like taken care of. Hmm. The feeling of like, okay, I can't do anything here, and this person has all the power, and so it creates a certain kind of trust or a certain bridge that is nice for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I, th- I think a lot of subs are looking for is is that being taken care of. We talked about that mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago where, um, you know, the, you want to be be with someone you can trust and you want to know that they are caring for you in some way. Mm-hmm. And when you know that you, you're, your well-being is literally in someone's hands because you can't get out of this mummy thing without them unwrapping you, that's a huge amount of trust that you're putting into somebody. And mm-hmm. it feels good to be able to give that trust over. Mm-hmm. I saw this really cool... Um, mummification scene once at Threshold, mm. which is a dungeon here in LA. And let's see, the the guy had saran wrapped his sub to a pole or a beam that was horizontal to the floor. Mm-hmm. And he was elevated probably like six or seven feet. Mm. And he was in a full body wrap to this beam. So he was on the underside of the beam with his the back of his the backside attached to the underside. Oh, of the so beam. he was facing the floor. He was facing the floor. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so he had um, little holes for the nose, but the mouth was covered. And then once he was fully wrapped, the dom or the top took an exacto knife and cut the plastic around his genitals. Huh. I left after that point, but I I watched this for a while. I, I found it absolutely fascinating. That is, and and exactly the amount of trust that it takes that Mm. you're hanging over the floor Mm -hmm. at a drop, like, Mm -hmm. but you're you're very safely contained in this cocoon that is hanging off this beam (laughs) in a in a room. It was really interesting, and when you get into the nitty gritty of of mummification, there's lots of things to think about, like circulation, like Mm -hmm. how long can this person be, and that was also suspension technically. Yeah. We'll um, get into that. You know, how long can this person stay in this position? How how much pressure can they take on their body? If you are cutting holes in parts of the body, such as the nose or the mouth. Holes or in the saran wrap. In the saran wrap, not in the body. In the body. <laughs> Just be clear. <laughs> Around the eyes or um, the genitalia in this case. You know, you can also put padding there so it elevates the the wrap away from the skin so you can safely get scissors in there or whatever tool you're using to cut out. Some people use cotton balls. They create cotton pads. So they might put them on the eyes to um, create darkness, but also to create the space around the eyes so that they can cut out holes. Yeah. Often people will use straws for the nostrils when they're wrapping so that the sub can breathe. And then also you can put cotton pads or cotton balls in the area that you just want to cut them out of the the suit, the cocoon with too, so that there's space for the scissors to go. Yeah. And you always want to have those handy. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> whenever you're doing bondage, whether it's rope or saran wrap or whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, that's uh, so. I think we should get back to basics a second, just because um, for some of our listeners, they might just be starting out or exploring, and you might have already started with things that you have at your disposal, like you know things like scarves, which you've seen, or things mm-hmm. like belts that you have at home, or handcuffs, handcuffs, um, <laughs> stuff like that. Well, yeah, if you happen to have those lying mm-hmm. around your house, um, or if you're you know you're a cop or you're married to a cop. Um, mm-hmm. But the important thing is that as Aurora is saying. For any kind of bondage, you want to be able to get out of it. Or rather, whoever's the dominant in the situation needs to be able to quickly get somebody out of whatever bondage they're in. So having scissors handy is great. Having an exacto knife, depending on what it is, for a saran wrap or something is great. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are tying knots, tying them in a way where they hold, but that if you pull at them a certain way, they immediately come undone. There's a skill and a way to do that. And I would strongly advise if you want to start working with rope that you take a class in it because there's techniques around how to tie knots and how to tie them effectively so that you can easily remove the knots. You don't want to just tie a knot and then be like, oh, crap, now I can't undo this. Because, yeah, things like circulation are important. You want to make sure that uh, that things are tight enough so that they feel bound but loose enough that they are still healthy and also can get out of it quickly if you need to get them out of it quickly. You can use duct tape on top of the saran wrap to create extra pressure in places if you Mm. want, because that's not going to touch the skin. Right. And you might also want to use some kind of powder in between the skin and, because that's what you do with latex. You put powder in between the skin so you can get the latex on and off. And similarly with saran wrap, you can do that too. Yeah, you don't want to chafe. That's not fun. Yeah. Plus if you're sweating in there. Yeah, that's it's it's gross. So we talked about things like scarves and belts, like like uh, fashion implements that you have at home mm-hmm. uh, that you might use to, and really anything. You can use a t-shirt. You can use whatever to tie somebody down. What other implements can you use to tie someone with? Well, zip ties. Zip ties. They are uh, very sturdy. <laughs> um, very. They can be very tight depending on how how you use them. Um, mm-hmm. And they're very hard to get out of because mm-hmm. you, you you do need scissors for that because once it's on, it's on mm-hmm. until you cut it off. You could tie socks together. Yeah. Possibly if they're long enough. Yeah. I mean, you could also use cuffs. There are leather cuffs that are kind of designed like handcuffs, but they are mm-hmm. meant to be worn around the wrist like like as a... Not as a fashion thing, but as like it, they're they're padded. <clears throat> they're um, they buckle so that you can adjust them to the the wrist size of of the person, and they can be connected to other things. Yeah, I have some vinyl ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously, a lot of different ways to bind somebody, and there's uh, like different things that you're trying to affect when you are mm-hmm. binding someone. Yeah, and with those cuffs, you can get metal bits from the hardware store, like double ended. Oh, I don't. Not carabiners, but, you know, um, hooks that where you have the slidey thing at the bottom. Yeah. Never mind. I don't even know what those are called. The uh, attachment. They're like double-headed. <laughs> hooks. Hooks. Clips. Like, clips. Like yeah. You can clip them clips. on and clip them to each other and to <clears throat> other, like to rings or to. Yeah, a chain. Mm-hmm. You can use a chain to. I've done that. I have some of that, too. Yeah. And so they're, you know different ways you might want to bind somebody. You might want to tie them up so that they themselves are tied up. You might want to tie them to something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, might want to hold them in a position. So tying them to 
let's say, a, a bar, like there's spreader bars, for example, which is a bar that you would put between someone's wrists, wrists or someone's feet ankles. and tie. So you'd be tie mm-hmm. like so you'd have cuffs around their wrists or their ankles and then you'd tie you'd connect the cuffs to the ends of the spreader bar so that their arms are spread wide and held there or their feet are spread wide and held there. You can then attach the spreader bar to something else to, to kind of hold them up or to, to hold them in a particular position. So bondage can be used to, to set up your sub in a position that you approve of so that you can then mm-hmm. do further things to them. Further things. Further things. Other things. Sex things. <laughs> or not. Or not. Or spanking things. Mm-hmm. You might want to get them in a position for a spanking. You might want to get them into a, a position for sex. You might want to get them in a position for all sorts of things. There's also, when you're working with rope, there's, again, the tying them, tying them up. There's tying them to something. But there's also some really awesome and gorgeous work that's done with harnesses, like a body harness specifically. Um, a lot of times people will tie a really ornate kind of elaborate harness around someone's body around their torso oh out of rope out of rope Uh yes so yeah you've seen you could obviously get like a leather harness and stuff that's already kind of made but some people use rope to create the harness out of rope around someone's body and sometimes their arms are are bound to their body sometimes they're not sometimes the harness is more like a like a dog harness. Like a dog harness or like a, yeah, like a corset. It would be like around your midsection. And then that harness could be attached to other things. But then you, otherwise you just walk around with it on and it's a, a fashion piece. And I know a lot of people get very intricate with their rope work when they're making a harness because they want it to look good in addition to having it be functional, which I think is really cool. That's when you get really nerdy about it. And you're <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to use colored ropes. Ooh, I'm going to do this design. I'm going to do these knots. Let's talk about some of the reasons why you would want to use bondage. Role playing, clearly. Yeah. Like yeah. damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's that. There's uh, damsel in distress. There's, you know, any kind of punishment scenario. You know, depending on how scared somebody wants to be, you could act out a horror movie where you're trapped in the cabin with someone who's got you tied up. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you could tie someone in between trees yeah one of my favorite things in the movie secretary is when um it's toward the end of the movie when uh maggie gyllenhaal is tied to a tree as he's having sex with her like he she's just like completely bound to a tree except for her legs and he's got her legs propped up and they're doing it and i'm like yes that is amazing (laughs) um there are um we're talking about using implements and stuff but you can do bondage without using anything if you are uh, really into your dom role and you just order someone to hold themselves in a certain position True. or in a certain way. Like, you are not allowed to get up out of that chair until I tell you you can. And then a good sub will obey them. And that's actually, I thought of Secretary, which is what made me think of this idea. If you've never seen the movie Secretary, you should. It's great. <laughs> I love it. But there is a scene where Maggie Gyllenhaal is working for this lawyer, played by James Spader. They develop a submissive dominant relationship. He's very ashamed of it. And she's trying to prove what a good sub she is and why they should continue this relationship. And so she sits in his office at a desk and does not move. And she's like, I won't move until... You talk to me about this. And she's kind of putting herself in bondage, but for a reason. And she sits there 
and she sits there for days and she's not eating and she's not she's barely sleeping and she's like kind of peeing all over herself like she does not get up until he comes to tell her she can get up and by doing that it means that he wants to continue this relationship with her and it's something she's choosing to do in the context of this relationship and it's kind of amazing to watch and then eventually he does come and he picks her up and he cleans her off and he takes care of her and they end up having a relationship after that and it's really interesting what uh how much of bondage is mental Mm -hmm. and not physical like you don't have to be tied down in order to be adhered to a chair or adhered to a, a, a couch like if you have that kind of relationship you can tell someone don't get up and they won't and that's kind of impressive by itself I almost think that's kind of that's just really cool I love the psychological aspect of that yeah I was just thinking that <coughs> you could be really creative with uh, velcro too oh velcro I've never seen that but I'm sure if you had some industrial strength velcro you could velcro some like a person to themselves, like their arms down to their torso oh, or yeah. their whole like back or whatever, their torso onto a wall or you could yeah. do some creative stuff with that too. And even if it's, I mean, yeah, it would probably be better to get a stronger velcro like that. But even if it wasn't, as long as it's like out of the reach of that person's hands and you like wrap it around tight enough, like it's generally pretty sturdy unless, because usually... I mean, you don't want your sub to get out of something easily, but they're not, they're also not trying that hard. Like, it's not like they, they want to be there. So it's like, oh no, you've got me tied down. Like, they're not going to be ripping at it to actually like run and flee. They Um, might, depending on how intense the scene is. It's true. Well, yeah. And their desires of like, like wanting to experience whatever, you know, like, like I saw this rape scene and it was, I think I mentioned about it in a different episode right you know and it was super intense it was an actual rape happening but like they were reenacting it and it was really real yeah well but also you wouldn't be using velcro in that scene you know what i mean like no that's that's like velcro would be yeah for the the scene where or for the the play where it's probably more less intense you wouldn't yeah yeah velcro would be for like unless you're looking for a reason to escape like you want that experience of like trying to get out oh yeah and then you get that punishment of what what happens when you do escape or try to. <laughs> well, you know, you could also, if it was strong enough Velcro, but if we take it to suspension, because suspension is usually, there's bondage involved with that, because you can be suspended by ropes, you can be suspended by saran wrap, you could be suspended by Velcro. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could. You have enough of it, yeah. You could. <laughs> if it's strategically like <clears throat> if it's wrapped around all the right places and it's wrapped tight enough you absolutely could and that's a whole other dim- dimension i i did suspension once and i lasted two minutes and i thought i was going to throw up for the next half an hour so it's yeah, intense explain exactly what yeah yeah um so i think it's something you have to sort of get used to I, maybe there are certain people that can just go in and do it but like I was suspended not for very long. I mean, for the time it took for him to put the ropes on me and then lift me up for a couple minutes, it w- didn't seem like that intense. But then once he g- he got me back down on the ground, I was like, oh, I feel a little ill. I didn't realize that was going to be so intense. Yeah. So describe it. So for, so <clears throat> for someone who's never experienced suspension or never seen it, how were you tied and what were you attached to? There was a frame. There was sort of like an A-frame type thing situation in the space and the ropes were 
were tied to the frame and then he tied me in and hoisted me up. Gotcha. So it's kind of like pulleys and stuff. Yeah. Set up. yeah. 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 And he tied you like around your chest, around your legs. Like where were the ropes? Uh, where were the ropes? I can't remember. It was the upper body. Because mm. I remember I had the <clears throat> the um, the rope lines, in, the imprints on my arms. On your arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I remember because I, I saw like you at the tail end of it. And I think like you had them around your upper thighs too because they had to keep your legs up somehow. Yeah. Mostly what I remember about that was that it was unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be everybody's bad because you are hanging. So it, it yeah. is like, you know, if you if you have motion sickness, if you, you know. It's true. That, I do get motion sickness. So. Yeah. That's, it's not, it might not be the best idea if, if you know that you have that kind of stomach. I'm glad I did it, but it's not ever something that I've been like gravitated towards again to be like, ooh, let's get some more of this done. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I've never experienced it personally, but I have seen it done and I've seen it done kind of in performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing at one point at Sanctuary, there's an awesome uh, sub there, Cupcake Sub, who I think is awesome. And she was doing a performance. She had a, a mistress tying her up and, and pulling her up in a suspension scene with rope. But it was almost like a dance. Like once once she was hoisted up there, she was kind of gracefully spinning. There was like a a wheel that she was um, hoisted up by, like one like a big pulley in the center of a stage. And so she was her harness was attached to the pulley and she was pulled up. And so she's dangling like this ballerina in like mm-hmm. her underwear and ropes and spinning around like a little like a ballerina twirling in the air, her arms extended, her legs kind of floating behind her. And it looked beautiful. And she was spinning really fast. I'm like, how are you not, like, just up chucking all over the place? I've seen her do that, too. Because I think the reason I tried suspension was because I saw her at DomCon. And she was, like, loving it. And I was like, she's having so much fun. I want to have fun. Yeah. So I, like, went and did it. And I was like, how the hell does she spend so much time being suspended? Yeah. And spinning. But she's a professional sub, too. She so. is a professional sub. And you can be a <clears throat> professional sub just like you can be a professional dominatrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are professional switches as well, which, as we've said before, is uh, get you a girl who can do both. Um, <laughs> you can uh, comfortably be a dominant or a submissive as a switch. But, yeah, suspension is a bondage activity that can be really fun for the right person. It certainly can be enjoyable to watch if you're watching somebody who's into it do it. And that's with ropes. There there are other ways to suspend people which are are not for me, but that doesn't mean they won't be for you. I have a friend, actually a, a uh, co-worker of mine who has uh, several friends of mine, actually, who are into um, using hooks. Through for the suspension. skin? Through the skin. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's Through intense. the skin. Um, so, like, if you've ever seen, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, <laughs> you've got the meat hooks going, except... You can there and these people are trained. They have practiced. They this is something that you build up to. It's not something you. It's not a starter activity, but you can hook metal hooks into the skin in such a way where it won't tear, but it also won't do damage to nerves or anything like that, and hoist somebody up that way onto. There's a performance artist who is into that. I forget what his name is, but he like hoisted himself with a crane in the middle of New York City and then afterwards got arrested for Mm. doing that. I can't remember his name, though. Me either. That was his jam, man. He would create performance art pieces in cities and he'd get hoisted, I mean, hooks through the skin above above the cities. Yeah. And what I've heard from people who are into that particular thing is that, I mean, it's obviously a very intense sensation, but that it's not 
and it, because it's something they've done all the time, like you think about piercings and you think about we have holes cut into our bodies all the time. There are places to do it where it's not like just like when you're spanking, you're going for the fleshy part of the butt. Mm-hmm. You are going for certain parts of like your back. But basically you're, you're doing the, the hooks in your back because that's like you've got the most muscle there to work with. It's a very intense sensation, but they seem to like it. And I'm, you know, hey, do you. It's part of some Native American cultures, too. Mm. I don't specifically know what it's for, but I know that they have, like, ceremonies where they will um, use hooks and do dances with the hooks in their backs and stuff. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, if anybody knows more about that stuff or can has uh, deeper insight into specifically the the Native American traditions around this or just the sensation if you are into that particular sensation and want to tell us more about why it appeals to you definitely reach out to us we'll give you all of our contact <laughs> info at the end because I'm, I'm very curious to know mm-hmm. um but yeah one thing that i do want to say about bondage is that uh a safety thing we've talked about kind of circulation and making sure people aren't tied too tight making sure that as the dominant you can get them out of knots and or have a cutting implement like scissors or or a knife handy to cut the ropes or the saran wrap or whatever you're using quickly if they need attention. But then there's also you never want to leave somebody who's bound alone Mm, ever. mm -hmm. Like not even for a second, not to go grab your phone, not to whatever, because it does not take long, especially depending on how somebody's tied for something to go wrong. And a good dom or a good dominatrix, will not leave somebody in a room by themselves while they're bound. So if somebody does do that, or if you see somebody doing that, they are a bad dom and you run away. Um, <laughs> because, and you'll see that on TV all the time, which is why it's important to, to listen to, for more accurate representation in media, and also listening to people who've actually experienced this stuff, is that on TV, you'll see somebody, like, as a joke, like, tie somebody to a bed and leave them. Oh, ha-ha, bye. And then, like, is anybody going to find this person? Like, is there, are they ever going to get out? Like, you don't leave somebody tied up alone. Yeah, because, you know, if you've ever used handcuffs or been tied up, you know that circulation can be cut off fairly quickly. Yeah. Like, you should check in and make sure your sub is, is happy. Mm-hmm. Or if you are a sub and you're too afraid to speak up this is now the time to use your safe word yes exactly and if you do for whatever reason have to leave the room or go do something let them go first like like you know do, do whatever you need to do to un- untie them unstrap them unwhatever them before you have to go and run off and do your thing and then you could order them to stay there until you come back but like do it without them being strapped to a thing and potentially being put at risk Mm. if you're gonna be like super intensely tying somebody up you should probably also let them go to the bathroom first yes (laughs) because you know very important (laughs) um because yeah you don't want to deal with that mess later (laughs) unless that's your thing unless you do yeah in which case hey more power to you that's a whole other that's another episode (laughs) we're gonna be doing i'm sure we'll do a golden showers and scat episode at some point (laughs) cool Leather and Love is brought to you by Incredible Girl the Series. And Pominuck Entertainment. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. I'm Miss Teresa. And I'm Miss Aurora. Shoot us an email with your thoughts and ideas about the show at incrediblegirlseries at gmail.com. And then find us on the socials at IG underscore series and at our website, igseries.com. 
You can also visit Pominock Entertainment at pominockentertainment.com or find us on all socials at Team Pominock. That's P-O-M-O-N-O-K. See you next week on Leather and Love, a podcast for everyday kinksters.